The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. back for another episode of the Salumas Podcast. This is Kalu. This is Chris. And our good buddy Brandon is gone. He is uh, on his honeymoon. Uh, he got married yesterday, so huge congratulations to him. But uh, we do have a special guest today. And to introduce you, I think uh, um, this is probably going to be the best way to do it. So you can start first, Chris. Here we go. Dreadlocks long. Front tooth missing. So's my debit card. <laughs> We've got CJ Buford in oh, the building. Oh, welcome back, CJ. Oh, like Colonel H. Stinkmina. I'm back, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What's yeah. Up, guys? What's up? Really excited to have you back. Really, really excited. So we've got some. That was awesome. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> you really came over that just like boom. Yeah. All right. But uh, we've got some cool things that we want to talk about today. So. Uh, if you have listened to our podcast from pretty much the beginning, one of our very early episodes was on masculinity. And what I wanted to do today is have us essentially revisit that and see if any of our views changed. Uh, because I think that there was a lot going on in, in 2018 with reference to masculinity, especially when it came down to like toxic masculinity. It seemed like it was, it was hard to sort of be happy about your masculinity because so many cheese dick dudes are doing stupid shit all the time and it was making it bad for all of us. So they we still could, are. yeah, and they still are. But I think that a lot I of blame stuff for loco for I, lo- don't, don't talk shit about for loco. You love it. Don't you? Yeah. Yeah. As he sits with his wife beater on. Uh, I do. <laughs> I drank that shit one time and it was bad news. Really? Yeah. I liked it. I thought it was great. Yeah, you did. Yeah. But uh, uh, I thought that there was a oh, lot going on. Just <laughs> <laughs> stupid. But like after, I think that that a lot of people were getting canceled and put on blast with the Me Too movement. And yes, I know it's still sort of going on, but there isn't as much coverage going on it. And so I think that I felt that maybe it was harder to talk about masculinity during those times where people were getting fucking canceled all over the place. And again, it was kind of hard to be proud, uh, really proud about being a dude and getting into manly shit, you know? Uh, so that's kind of what I want to talk about today. And I want to see if that can springboard us into any other type of topic. So I'll just sort of start. Like one of the things that I, that I believe still holds true that I think I might've said that episode, or I know I've said it on one episode is that, uh, manhood is hard to gain and easy to lose. And um, I think that one of the big differences with with guys, I guess, is that I feel like we spend our a lot of our lives sort of proving worth, proving like almost on this like weird quest or something like that. And it's and for some of us, we we don't think about that. But I I'll, I'm okay to admit that I'm sort of on this like 
world domination kind of fucking quest or something like that. It's yeah. not world domination, but you know what I mean? Ooh, like yeah. a mastery of my own personal universe. Right, right. Right. And and I think that there we would be absolutely missing a big piece of the puzzle if we didn't again me reference the biological element. Any species that's as sexually dimorphic as humans are, which sexual dimorphism to reiterate, just means a marked difference physiologically in appearance between males and females. Mm -hmm. There are going to be behavioral implications for that as well. Right, wrong, or indifferent. That's the way that the shit manifests itself. So masculinity in many ways is a inborn trait, and especially in an era when we're talking about um, gender fluidity, Mm -hmm. being born biologically, you know, with two X chromosomes, you could still manifest characteristics overwhelmingly that are masculine. There's no fucking issue with that. Yeah. So yeah. why does why is it automatically a synonymous with something negative in modernity for us to take on those traits? Yeah. I mean, and I like all the... It, it's... It, for some reason, I don't know, it, it seemed like it felt bad to, like I was saying earlier, to be down with like brutal shit. You know what I'm saying? The fact that I love like war documentaries and I like all that yeah, kind of stuff. Meat and shit. They eat yeah, meat, yeah. yeah. Uh, but well, even I, something and and I think going back to I may have mentioned this on the previous podcast about masculinity. Seeing on my Facebook feed, people sat going so far, males going so far as to say shit like, "When can we stop funding brutal?" Sp- Sports and school like football and put that money into music and the arts. Uh, and, and, and my assertion is both of those things are fucking they can, needed. They can absolutely exist. They have together. to. And they, and, they, exactly. They need to exist the, together. And, well, and if you look back at like a, a lot of quotes by the Greeks and actually during the classic era in general, there was an enormous reference to the reciprocity between the warrior scholar, mm-hmm. like making the body a savage creation while making the mind very yes. enlightened and keen yep. it's two sides it's the, of the warrior same t- poet it's, it's yeah, the, all of that stuff right and, there. and and it doesn't matter if you're male or female mm. you should be able to carry that duality and it seems in modernity people that don't that are lazy and don't want to take control and autonomy over their own existence they want to sit around and complain and blame other people for their physical state of being yes. want to adopt and weaponize their I guess, chosen group of characteristics as the status quo, essentially. Yeah. And that's, you know, it's it's the quote that we have said before. Uh, it's better to be a, a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. Yeah. And I, it, that's pretty much why I think that all of us should always, should totally embrace, you know, physical fitness and all that kind of stuff. Getting into that kind of shit or at least being ready for that kind of stuff. But still, and, and, and the gardening part, right? Is I, I see the gardening is yes like gardening, but I see it like art, like knowing culture, like knowing fashion, like knowing all of that stuff. But you still, need to get being, on that fashion tip, cool. I'm I'm pretty decent. <laughs> white beater a little loose, bro. Huh? I got to get bigger. I guess that's what it is. But it's just I don't wear tight white. Are you fucking kidding you got me? To. You got no, fifty cent, man. Come on, yeah, man. absolutely not. Listen, I want to see the I'm outline software, of your nipple rings. No, I'm a software sales engineer. This is pretty much the extent of like my coolness. You know what I'm saying? Look at these fucking shoes. Like I'm. These are my mowing shoes. So like <laughs> because Kalu also moonlights as a lawnmower. Yeah, listen, dude. <laughs> and I don't mean like a person who mows lawns. You're like being an actual someone lawnmower. who licks dudes' buttholes. Like that's 
that's what Clue does. Like, but at, by moonlight. No, no, no. But uh, uh, you said he's a gentleman. No. Uh, so like my dad, he when I remember in sixth grade, he was like, uh, I was like, I'm trying to be in the band. All my buddies are in the band. He was like, Nah, you play football. Really? But like at home, he would be jamming Prince, and I'm like, That nigga's playing hella instruments. Like, yeah, yeah. But Prince was also dunking on people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, according game, to Dave, blouses. <laughs> blouses. He's like, yeah, anyone so, like, wants and, some like, pancakes? I don't get that, man. Anyone I wish like badminton? I asked for a guitar for Christmas for like so many years. Really. Like, I don't know. I just wanted to be in a 70s, 80s rock band. Yeah, I guess. yeah. I don't know. But, like, I mean, I never got it. I guess I could buy this shit myself now, but that would have been tight, you know, yeah. to learn an instrument as well as play football. I mean, I would have did both. Yep. I for I mean, my dad, he had us knowing a lot about music anyway. We played instruments and all that kind of stuff, but he was also like, no, you're going you're gonna to play football or <laughs> you're going to yeah. play, so, you know, yeah, soccer yeah, or you're yeah. going to play basketball, like, get into something. And so that was kind of that. And, and so. Because of that, it's just normal for me to to be like, yeah, we need football, just like we need music, just like we need art and all the other things. Yeah, yeah. And and to see people go out there, and and you can tell, or at least I can assume, and I'm I would probably say I'm like ninety five percent right that those dudes that are out there like shitting on football or shitting on sports and calling it brutal were the ones picked last for. You know, I, oh games. yeah, like or it, it they were like, oh, we don't want him on our team. Yeah, you know, yeah. he was that kid. And Pete Game, in in, oh, in a sense, that is a form of toxic masculinity. That's it toxic is, as fuck. It's, it's a a man's inability to accept that. Okay, maybe that's not for me, but that doesn't mean that it's not for everybody. And for a man to step in and make these assertions mm-hmm. that. Oh, that let's throw that shit out. Yeah, that's the very definition of yes. toxic masculinity. And again, I You're think just that going one about of, it a different way. One of the, in my opinion, one of the biggest things about being, it's it being anyone, but I'm going to attribute it to being a man is like a recognition of your of your uh, fallibility, recognition of your inf- inferiority, or something like that. Recognizing when you're no longer taking it on like an animalistic view when you're no longer the alpha, you know, the alpha animal, when there's someone that's better than you, that's just in there. And I think that there's, there's people who sort of refuse to be like, yes, there are people more physically yeah, capable right. than me that are better than me. And they and wanna, I don't need a and shit they on believe them. believe they're outside of that period. Exactly. And so it's like, Oh, so because I, I'm good at art or I know all this other stuff, then you're somehow some loser. And they that weaponize that. Off. They, they turn that into their, their version of the phallus. Yes. You know, this, like this masculine thing. Oh, I may not be able to bench press my body weight, but I can tickle the ivories. Let me tell you what. <laughs> <I can tickle. laughs> what does that mean? It's like piano. It right? means play oh, piano. Oh my god! Dude. <laughs> Seriously, I thought you were talking something sexual. I was it, like, tickle I, the it, ivories. It, so it is sexual. If you do it correctly, if you play a piano, you play piano, piano right? Like, like, sexual be, as yeah, fuck. I might be a little bit wet. Yeah, I, I might that's why be, I wanted that. Who guitar. am I talking about? <laughs> Imagine if you were playing a piano, but it looked like a guitar kind of. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Panties explode for that. <laughs> they do. They blow off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I legit. There are uh, there are a ton of dudes mm. that because they can't compete on one level, they step into a different arena, and then it becomes this whole other degree of cheese dickery. Yeah. Within that, like we'll say, the music scene in Bowling Green, mm-hmm. it's rife with with toxic masculinity. Yeah. People just it's it's disguised by skinny jeans and dudes with no butts and like like dirty beards listen, listen. and, 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 and if, you're, if you're a dude with skinny jeans you need to have an ass dude 
You well, need no. to have no. no, no if you no, got no. an ass, you ain't got skinny jeans. You got regular jeans, and they just little. Yeah. People are like, "Why are your jeans skinny?" I'll be like, "No, because my ass they're is just fat. In- <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just here. inadequate. <laughs> these like, are these are athletic cut because I got the wagon because I'm four percent Neanderthal. <laughs> but no, legit, it, they men just reinvent a different arena to apply that hegemonic or to- toxic masculinity yeah. into. Yeah, whether whether it be uh, the art community, the music mm-hmm. community, uh. Anything fandom, the the guys with the neck beards that sit around knowing shit. I know shit, mm-hmm. bitch. Again, you can't do three push ups, but you know some <laughs> shit. It is it's it's an overcompensation, and there are the guys that that lift all the weights because they're insecure because they got oh those they dudes got, absolutely they exist. they got a big old truck and they got a little yeah. they got one ball that's descended and their penis look weird <laughs> and they don't know what to do with themselves so they lifted f two fifty and and they, all their muscles over it I'm not even gonna say the gyms don't they, you say it <laughs> don't say it because listen. That's where the riches go with that. That's where they go when they wear dicks and they one ball. I'm just gonna start looking at every dude's like, God damn it, Chris was right. Chris is right. I he really see, does have I, one. I nut. see the outline of just one ball. <laughs> no, but uh, it's but I. With I digress. What with what you're saying, though, I think that one of the the problem with that same that same mentality that you have is a problem why some people, some of the guys that may. Have two balls and a and a nice looking dick, like a like a nice looking dick. Like those dudes, they may, maybe they want to lift at F two fifty, and they're just like shit. Everyone's gonna think that I know, I'm I trying know. to overcompensate. Yeah, that's true. I kind of hate that. But, it, 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 but, but the thing is. The the problem with stereotypes is that there's some truth to a lot of them. Like there <laughs> there are correlations that exist, and that's why stereotypes do exist. Yeah, but do you know how many people? You know how many times Kalu's that people over here defending douchebags. Bro, I no. would take a lifted truck though, for real. I would well, too. I, I, don't... I would too. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I'll throw a Hello Kitty sticker on the back window. Yeah, just I to do let that people too. Know but I'm I down. always want, you know how many times I've been that's told fair. like I, I got <laughs> friend stickers on my truck. Yeah, but it's you know lifted, like but... how. How how many times I've heard my big black ass, you know, like six foot five, three, three legs. No, 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 no. No, no, I was like, I was thinking about when I when I weighed, but thanks for the compliment, sweetheart. It's a big old dude. No, but like, uh, six five, about three oh eight, and I come out of a Nissan Altima, and they're just like. The fuck happened that was to you? Funny today at it looks like <laughs> I said, "When's Kalu gonna get no, here?" And I, I look and you just wave through your window. And it I looks like, like no, I was driving my I was driving my wife's car. Uh, like, yeah, yeah, that's bigger than my it car. Is. It's <laughs> so substantially just, bigger. When he gets that, so it looks like he's emerging from a chrysalis. It's <laughs> <laughs> like get out of submarine. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> give him a minute. Let his wings expand <laughs> and drive. <laughs> oh, fuck off, man. You were car shopping the other day, though, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm still car shopping. Cool, cool. I'm looking at I'm looking at different hey, vehicles listen, and stuff like that. And holla at him, hook him up. Yeah, hook Y'all me up with there. a car, guys. Kalu would love a Studebaker. Oh God, no! I've I've been looking at Jeep Grand Cherokees and Tacomas. I tried to get into a fucking Tacoma, and my head touched the ceiling, and I was uh, like, "Up, oh, can't work. Not doing it." So now I want to go for something. Yeah, it was one of the newer oh, ones, man. So I was whatever. It's all good. But uh, yeah, I, I am in the market for that. But I'm not trying to compensate you, dick. And so that's the thing. Like, everyone says, like, if you try to do something fun, 
with guns. There's so many people I know that'll say like, "Oh, it's because you got small dicks. That's why you like? That's why you like or have a lot of guns?" It's like, yeah. wait, what? But that's the thing. That's the thing. Legit. Look, I'm I am a midget. All right. And I know that's not a politically correct term, but I'm a, I'm gonna assign that value to myself. Okay, you're more of a hobbit. I, I'm, I'm I'm more robust than your average hobbit. I'm a Gimli type motherfucker. Okay, fair enough. But again, you could say all the cheese dickery that I imbibe in, comparable to yours, yeah, is compensatory to the fact that I'm short in a motherfucker. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like that you're value, frail. The- you no no go on. We're not done. I'm not done. He said I'm frail and his legs are made of glass. <laughs> how how, how, much, Samuel L. how much did you weigh when you were born? They stick you in one of those was, little box incubators. I was all he's just like, he's too small. <laughs> oh, no. I, I ate my way out of the incubator, <laughs> motherfucker. I did. did. It was just a hole in the side of it. They're like, and they, and they could hear scampering around. They're like, oh, God, he's loose. He's <laughs> sirens and shit going off. All right, all right, all right, sorry. Yeah, but a lot of that shit could be assigned to my my silly ass as well. So really what what I do is I just take on the things I enjoy. Yes. Take absolute ownership of them. Acknowledge that, yeah, this is cheese dickery, and I fucking love it. Let me ask y'all this, though. So, I don't know. I guess I'm just realizing I have a lot of, like, suits and ties and shit. Uh Uh-huh. But I wear that a lot. Is this, I guess, some toxic masculinity shit? I guess I kind of could be seen that way. That's because I would like to be seen... Oh, I I have a power yeah, suit. Yeah, like, you know I, like, yeah. Like I guess better in the eyes of other dudes, like all oh, the niggas, you know, yeah. dressed up. Like no, I, I don't think that I that guess, is a. I don't necessarily. I wouldn't call it a masculinity thing because I would do the same thing. Word, you okay. know what I'm saying? So that's that's peacocking. That's and a, that's, that's peacocking. That's a, and, and I think that's I think females related, do the same thing. That's a related phenomenon, but it's neither good nor bad. Like it's just an, it exists yeah, alongside it. Fresh, but yeah. Like, I think I'm, every I'm woman not even to wear like Jabot jeans. But like, but that's just not I think me. every woman has that one outfit where they're just like, oh, this is it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, I, I can get it with this. Mm-hmm. You know. And I think guys have that too. So. Well, and, and if you're doing something, if you're manufacturing something and presenting something for the approval of others that's already you're already fucking up the equation like yeah. if you have that lifted f-250 if you have that motherfucker because you want to convince other people that you a billy badass country boy you're already doing it for the wrong reason sure. if you have that thing because you need to haul a fucking uh gooseneck trailer around periodically and it's also like a diesel and your everyday driver and it's a farm truck and i like you, you can have all of that shit, but if it's if it's purely for image, I think that it is inherently a toxic thing. But and it doesn't matter if it's toxic; it, it isn't necessarily toxic for you, or for other people necessarily. It can be toxic for you to take that on those superficial values right. that you're manufacturing and presenting to I other people. That, yeah. They do nothing to forward you and your character as a human being. If anything, it misleads people into thinking that you're something that you're not. Well, but at what point do we say because something that we are constantly preaching, I feel like, is for people to like own your shit and just be okay with it, accept yourself. Like that seems slightly contradictory to what we kind of tell people though. Do you know no, what I'm saying? No, I, I, I'm I'm saying that's not taking ownership of your shit. That's the opposite of taking you ownership okay. of your shit. It's it's taking ownership of something that you think other people will dig. Mm. So you're saying, like, for example, you like computers and nerd shit, 
no no offense. I mean, I like that stuff too. But like, but you go buy this lifted truck because in this area of Kentucky, that's I guess somewhat idolized or more commonplace. But that's not who you social are. Social capital. If yeah. You so you want to drive around in that truck to I guess look like one of those country dudes, but you're, that's not who you are. That's where where you're saying it's it, yeah, it becomes yeah, toxic you, to yourself. If you're if you're doing anything, mm-hmm. if if you're presenting anything. For the approval of the group outside of yourself. Yeah. If you're manufacturing an image to be scrutinized or lauded by a third party, you're already not taking ownership of any goddamn thing. You're creating a doppelganger of yourself. Okay. A a homunculus of your fucking self that isn't really you. It's a third party version of yourself. So So who's, who's to define that? Whose place is it to say, is it really you? Because the people that I see saying that are the ones on the outside looking in. And it seems like it's easy to just say, like, well, you're not being yourself. Well, but that's that's the thing. Only you know if you're lying to your fucking self about the stuff or or not. And I guarantee goddamn the overwhelming majority of people on some level Mm -hmm. and on many levels do, in fact, lie to themselves, whether Mm -hmm. it be being happy in a relationship, Mm -hmm. they convince themselves, whether there's like a religious component or they do it for the kids or whatever, people are very, very good at convincing themselves of things that inherently deep down they don't believe to be the case. And they can do that on, uh, again, about these superficial things like, oh yeah, this is who I am now. But in reality, they're taking that shit on as a a means of gaining social capital with a, a peer group. Okay. Okay. And, and I think that's where it, it becomes really a, a, a toxic thing. That That's how gangs happen. Like, gangs in general, it's, it's people that are just kind of floating in the wind. So they assign this arbitrary value to a color, a sign, yeah. a set, whatever. Location. And, Location. Yeah, and, and that's yeah. not them. They lose their identity entire, entirely. And, and George Carlin, I'll, I reference him a lot, but... Being leery of any group that has a uniform. That was one of his concepts. Is any 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 institution that has a uniform, be leery of it. Because it is going to inherently strip you somewhat of your identity as an individual. Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you take these elements, these expressive elements of, I'm going to get this so people will think this of me. You're you're stripping your own self of your identity for the sake of gaining social capital. So I just on a be third taking person. my shirt off at work right now. <laughs> you're just yeah. like, let them know. Right. <laughs> know. I, I still got nipples, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So if we're if we're talking about that, do you think that when you see because a lot of those a lot of the the guys and and that will that will shit on the the brutality kind of part of ma- masculinity, if you will, they. They seem to wear, in my opinion, a, a uniform. They all kind of look the same. And uh, yeah. how do we? Cardigans. How do we? Huh? Yeah, it's it's <laughs> that. It's the there's a certain type of shoes that they wear. It's the hipster thing. It's it's the whole like, and I don't understand it. And I, I just think that that whole culture seems to be like a uniform in itself. It is. And they do shit on everyone else it's it and it's interesting it's like the kanye west line of clothing kind of shit like it's they all look poor yeah it's 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 a deliberate bid to uh appropriate almost that's exactly low low ses yes it's it's an appropriation by a overwhelmingly leftist push Mm -hmm. 
And again, I'm super motherfucking leftist, but we got to acknowledge it's overwhelmingly leftist, but it's an appropriation of low SES individuals for the sake of legitimizing one's viewpoint. Like, look, I'm not superficial at all. Yeah. I get everything I get from Goodwill. From but Goodwill. in reality, they like, they're meticulous as fuck about yeah. it. They on eBay checking that shit out yeah. and like bidding on it. And all while they're $30 doing it, like Goodwill a- is raising their prices because everyone is going in there to buy shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you're seeing rich people going into Goodwill. It's like gentrification of fucking Goodwill. That's exactly what it is, yeah. man. It, it, it is. And it's, it's falling in lockstep with an idea. And it's just another manifestation of that to- toxic masculinity. And the thing is, is that. These males think in order to gain that social capital, they have to behave a certain way. Women are not insulated from that shit. Oh, absolutely. Either. I mean, overwhelmingly, that toxic masculinity and hegemonic masculinity, if nothing else, just through the behavior of men Mm -hmm. in this social system, has them in a reactionary kind of stance more than anything. It's it's good that you said that. So it's 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 reactionary and like that's kind of and I don't mean it in a pejorative. It's it, it's just essentially they are forced to react yes, to, to exactly. shit that is being imposed upon yes. them by the status quo. And so when when I was talking about uh, earlier in this episode, when I was talking about the the differences in in masculinity again. It could be the difference between masculinity versus femininity, and we we hope we we are going to have someone on for that episode. But I feel <clears throat> like masculinity and femininity—it's it, a thing on power. Okay, so I feel like masculinity is a with power. It's sort of undeserved, and you're spending your life trying to react, and, and it, like it's undeserved because. Men, by nature, are just going to have the leg up over women for just about everything. That's just how it is. We're going to be stronger. Unfortunately, there's there's more opportunities given to men. There's going to be the higher pay. There's going to be all this other shit. So we're always going to have this thing sort of, uh, there's this power that we didn't ask for. That's just the shit that was, you know, you'd be born into it and you instantly have a leg up over women, right? That's just how it is. And so, but I think that for women... They spend a lot of time discovering that that power that they have, and once they realize that they have it, they can like alter matter if they want to. It's like right. they're on another, completely other level. And the, and like the, there I've only seen a handful of women that like have full mastery where they've realized this power that they have. You know what I'm saying? And it's like it's it's beautifully it's beautifully scary. You know what I'm saying? Because they can do whatever the fuck they want. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, it's really, really crazy. And it even goes above what men can do because men will sit there and do anything for them. Do you see what I mean? And I don't mean it on like a a sexual thing or anything like that. But, oh, ooh, you're not going to want to see this, CJ. I just got the alert. (laughs) You're not going to want to see this. Yeah. So the state of Kentucky is officially on suicide watch. So, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, That's a bummer, man. Yeah, but uh, they, I think that there's that undeserved power, right? Again, going back into that, uh, that men are kind of born with. But then women spend their time discovering that they have it because they're, they are, again, born, they're born behind. 
and, well, and, it's, and it's, transcending a system that is not yes, designed for their pr- proliferation. Thank you for explaining, like for going in that because yeah. the system's not designed for them to thrive. And, and, and that's the thing is there is an impediment with men in many ways of goddamn. It's hard to break away from the boys club. It is no matter how enlightened any of us wants to feel in this mm-hmm. room at any one time. Man, feeling like that you belong to that man, like that group of dudes that, yeah. like, we yeah. will say anything. Nothing offends me, motherfucker. Yeah. Right, it, shoot some guns. Yeah, yeah. let's go shoot some guns. Hey, yeah, let's yeah. drive this Trans Am into a ditch, motherfucker. <laughs> it's really difficult yes. to not get stirred up by that. And yes. I think, I think that, the, yeah. I think yeah. that there's something in our blood that's that's native to us, a, a tribalism that we mm-hmm. have to acknowledge that yes. That serves a purpose. Us all getting together and getting geed up yeah. has helped us make make strides as a species. Yeah. And but, I don't know where men would be if we were put in that same position as women where it's like you start behind and you're having to sort of like... We'd be cutting each other's throats. I think and we'd, be, we'd right. absolutely be killing each other. But that's what we do. That's, we, yeah. we are competitive creatures. Yeah. And again, not... We, we're not scapegoating or or saying, well, it's completely out of our control if we no, act like douchebags. No. But sexual dimorphism mm-hmm. translates to behavioral dimorphism. Yes, men, by definition, it, it it could be entirely plausible that men are naturally more competitive. If you look at basically any other species, any other mammalian species, mm-hmm. bird species, males are competing. They're yeah. fighting. They're, they're doing whatever they can to prove themselves. Why would human beings be any different? And again, yeah. looking at it, there are men that transcend that paradigm or like to think they transcend that fucking paradigm. I would assert that we can make this acknowledgement and then use that kind of energy to our fucking advantage since it already exists. Yes. But the beautiful thing that you brought up is that women that transcend this social system, despite it being stacked against them, oftentimes you end up with this serendipitous... Shot calling ass individual, yeah. Like, what's her name? Jacinda Arden. Is she the prime minister of New Zealand? Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, or indifferent? Yeah. Right, wrong, indifferent. Doesn't matter what your fucking opinion on it is. She made baller ass moves yeah. regarding legislation and handling. She was business like, oh, in- assault rifles. Gone. 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 Yeah. She's like, also, I'm wearing a hijab while I say this shit. Yes, and it's she's like, hugging people yeah, and trying to handle fucking yeah, business. Dude. And, and, yes. and again, you can say right, wrong, or fucking indifferent, but but you, in my opinion, if you try and denigrate that individual's character on the basis of those measures that were taken, you can suck a fucking dick. You dude. can suck a big old yeah, fucking dick, Wild dude. Wild Country on Netflix. No, I haven't. It's about like um, that uh, religion out in Oregon back in like the early... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I've seen and, that shit. And yeah, that chick that was kind of running it for uh, the dude's name was the Bogwan. Um, I watched the fuck out of it. it oh, like, wait a minute. Yeah, because yeah, she want to be a like, yeah, She was a boss. Yeah, she was a boss. I mean, she was poisoning niggas, so like, <laughs> yeah. it's not cool, but yo, she was hell in business. Though. Yes. Like, she had that whole like commune on. Um, yes. Like, everything was shooting, gu- everybody was shooting guns and like mm-hmm. real knowledgeable. Like, it was tight. Yes. I don't know. I would have stayed there, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, maybe. you would have. Yeah, I'm No, it's it's and it it's God that I I feel a little bit wrong for for talking about the power thing, but I feel like that's what it is. Well, and 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 I will say psychologically, um, I feel like if you put a man in a position of eminence, no matter if he's a 
benevolent leader or a malevolent leader, Mm -hmm. the attribution in that man's mind is, I'm different, I'm special, Mm -hmm. I have to lead, Mm -hmm. I have to do this. This is on me because I'm different than the rest of these people. Mm -hmm. That's the mindset, in my opinion. It doesn't matter how well-intentioned it is, that's the mindset we take on. I think if you put a woman in that same position, it's, I have this responsibility to all these other people. To all these other and, people. And then there's a push and a look to cooperate amongst mm-hmm. individuals as opposed to even in a in a well-intentioned way to dominate other yeah. individuals. Yeah, it's just, it's like that quote, you know, that I think the best leaders or something like that are also the best followers, you know, and they're the best listeners and all that kind of stuff. And I think that uh, the big thing for a guy when put in a position like that is that Okay, I've got to lead. I've got to take over. I've got to be that point of authority the entire time. Yeah, yeah, wh- yeah. Wh- whether yeah. no matter how well intentioned you are, yeah. you still think this is all me. This is about me. Yes. And and a woman in a leadership position, and I'm not saying across the board. Obviously, yeah. Oh, it's definitely they, not across. Yeah, the board. It, it, there's but a there spectrum, a, but there is a difference. There yeah. is a yeah. difference. Yes. There, there's a strong correlation between the behavior of men placed in positions of authority and women placed in positions of authority. Sure. And and there are strengths to both things. And yeah. there are weaknesses to both things. And they're entirely bound to context. Mm-hmm. Do you think that where we are right now, that, that masculinity is being threatened? I do. What about you, I, CJ? Yeah, yeah, I think, I think so. Let's talk about it. Well, I will say one thing is that it's a dangerous thing to say any of this all or nothing type shit. Yes. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> and, and they and they want to paint with the broad brush like, oh, if you are masculine or you express these conventionally masculine characteristics, then I'm gonna write you off and not take you serious. And it it's a it's a, a way of being divisive. It's making it seem like what masculinity is only is shooting semi-automatic fucking rifles and waving the American flag and eating bread meat yeah, and shit yeah. like that. When in reality, like you know, being being masculine can mean. Do you remember Homeboy? He was, um, I want to say, he was an immigrant from from Africa, but there was a, a building in France that caught on fire, and he climbed fucking five yeah, stories. Yeah, and got the kid? Yes. Hmm. That is OG. That's masculinity. And that, the, like, d- the way that that motherfucker went about it without hesitation. Yeah, he was superhero shit with that. That, yeah. that. That's masculinity. That's decisive, jumping into action. I guess my point... It, it, all right, so... When it serves is a it, purpose, is it masculinity though? When to to make a snap judgment like that and just go jump in like that, I th- would you also say that it could be a matter of just brain development and how male brains kind of like we kind of think just like short term, like boom, we make those snap things, whereas someone may calculate. We it have more? less self preservation. The guy that did save that kid in the fire, like he had tons of videos on like his social media stuff. He was a rock climber. So, oh, was he? Okay. So, but anyway, he's climbing up a balcony of like this. Hotel okay, I didn't know if he was thing. trained or something. So, so, I mean, I think he probably felt more comfortable. Yeah. But I, I mean, I definitely not to sound bad here. I think that more times. It's masculine, like the dude's gonna climb, like yeah, dude, like try. We'll, we'll that, make you know? the attempt. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. maybe if you're not a rock climber, you mm-hmm. know, but like that dude had the skill set, so like he just well, and, yeah, just jumped into action, you know. And even think about the the stereotype of men not wanting to ask for directions. Mm-hmm. What's the implication of that? 
men yeah. have a tendency yeah. to I have to do this myself. Right? Yeah. And and again, I think that there's a biological imperative that's associated with that in general. And and it's associated yeah. with sexual dimorphism. <clears throat> if you look at brain chemistry, um, and you know, this is I guess psychology that's roughly 10, 15 years old, what I was taught in school, but the development development of the corpus callosum, there is a marked difference between the development of the corpus callosum in the average man and the average woman. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially the area of the brain that's responsible for exchange of information between the left and right hemispheres. And that itself is usually associated with interpersonal communication, empathy, cooperation, things of that nature. Yep. Whenever that corpus callosum isn't as developed, it I think it facilitates this one-mindedness where you're like, okay, I have to undertake this myself without taking everybody else into consideration. Yes. And that's that's a good thing. We need those people that jump into action mm-hmm. with no self-preservation, but we also need the people that are like, okay, let's let's check this out and look at this from a distance as well. Like mm-hmm. it, and it, I think that even correlates with the idea of the neurodiversity movement where we're, we're moving towards autism being just a variation of human brain physiology, as opposed to being something wrong with an individual. Yeah. Because in many cases, autists are exceptional individuals. It's funny. You said that I was just, I was having a discussion about this with my wife, I think either last night or this morning where I was like, is I literally told her, I was like, Fucking everyone's autistic now, or something like that. Yeah. Is or I asked, is everyone autistic? Because it seems like that's just getting called out all over the place. And maybe you're right. It is something like, hey, let's just start treating it like it's a normal part of human behavior. Now there are parts. There are some that that are you know like uh, very low functioning and stuff like that. Oh yeah, you know yeah. What I mean? But and then there are there are manifestations like that <laughs> that. Uh, present in terms of things like synesthesia, mm-hmm. like um, what is it? Daniel Tennant, I think it's Daniel Tennant, the guy that is uh, holds the world record for uh, greatest numbers of uh, pi recited, the European yeah. record for greatest digits of pi recited from yeah. memory. But uh, I want to know that guy, dude. the The book is called "Born on a Blue Day," and he yeah. said, "I was born on a Wednesday, and I know this because Wednesdays are always blue." Huh? Dog. the The book is ill. I yeah. mean, it's dry as fuck. It's like a computer fucking yeah, like it, a computer wrote a book. Yeah, it is like, <laughs> like it's like a dope ass computer. I was wrote, born wrote on a Tuesday. Yes, <laughs> but he's. I mean, shaka laka laka laka. Yeah, he's a bad motherfucker, and, yeah. and there's no. There's no lying to it, but it's incredibly flat and dry. You can yeah. feel the affect through it. So again, this I think it's super regressive, the whole notion of, you know, we we all are like what we create ourselves to be, and it's all how we're raised, and it's the environment, it's the social climate. And uh, and, and not acknowledging genetic predisposition mm-hmm. is a dangerous fucking thing. But I also think one thing that's dangerous with males is the uh the lack of of if you want to call it the environment to allow us to discover ourselves and i want to i want to read this uh, it's it's a little bit lengthy but i want to read this or try cuz i'm not good at reading um <clears throat> for years i have grappled with this idea of maleness and masculinity from both a social and political lens society rarely provides a space for men to be whole 
Consider the idea of what it means to be a man in our society. When we define maleness or masculinity, we're quick to assume that to be a man means being aggressive, loud, violent, and dominant. Even more, maleness and masculinity is often defined by one's gender or their gender presentation and how they perform maleness and masculinity. Something that I have always found to be disturbing is how much of maleness and masculinity depends on one's genitals and what cisgender men uh, who choose to do with said parts uh, a common notion uh, that is often not discussed when ex examining men and masculinity is how much emphasis is put on the performative aspect of being a man. Rarely, very rarely are cis men even uh, given space to interrogate and create their own definition of masculinity that includes being emotionally slash mentally sound and whole. Men often have to look outside themselves uh, for their first definition of what it means to be a man, so much so that it often leads, leaves men in the dark and in a sad state of existence. Hegemony, man. Yes. Hegemonic masculinity. Having us fall into lockstep. Fall into fucking lockstep. This is what it means to be a man, and mm -hmm. if you deviate from that, then you're to be ridiculed or ostracized. Mm -hmm. Check this out. So, like, at my job, uh, we work in, like, a panel shop. So, we're, you know, we got power tools and trails yeah. and all this good stuff. It's a mostly men out there in the shop there's a couple of women mm -hmm. um but like in the break room you know i go in and my clothes for the gym because i go straight to the gym after work and a lot of dudes is like bro you kind of swole man like what are you do at the gym can you help me out last week i went in with these uh black pants that have these roses and white and red and pink roses all over them they're dope he goes, they so were many people dope. like uh, so it was on lunch break uh, i went to lunch room you know break room whatever to sit down and eat and like these two dudes got up from the table and moved to another table. And I was like, what's up, Jamie? And he goes, well, you got them pants on, man. We don't want to catch the gay. Are you serious? And I was just like, Jamie, I will go to your house and I will smash fuck your, your wife, wife. <laughs> and then go to the gym and bench press more than you in these floral pants, G. Like, what's up, bro? Like, the other day, you was tell telling me, like, or asking me for tips and shit, you know? So, like, listen, listen. If any married like, man I mean, calls you gay for anything, like, you, ha yeah, listen, you, have a you have to go fuck his wife. Right, right. That's absolutely... She's gross, though. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's now, a principle. It's so a I'm principle. On my way. <laughs> it's like, I'm on my way. <laughs> But yeah, man, so like I would say that masculinity is definitely under attack because like I've I've proven myself in that shop that like yeah. I'm a man's man for what it, like I mean I don't like that's not a definition I want, but like yeah. I can lift shit that some people can't. Like yeah. I don't know. I've I'm a a dude as much as I can be out there. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, then when but I the show fact up in, that you even have to feel like you have to like prove yourself. Yeah, it well, sucks I, mean, I guess that we I really have to. don't, but like when they did that, I was just kinda like, well, like for one, I'm gonna wear these pants like all the time now because yeah. like fuck y'all, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But like it was just weird to me that like they they wrote me off so quick. Yeah, I man. mean like move tables like we're in third grade. Yeah, like when you're mad like, at your friend. Like, yeah. yeah, I was like, what, dude? Are you kidding me? Catch the gay? Like you know? I didn't dude. think people said that. Still, it was ridiculous. I mean, he's pretty country bumpkiny, but like, it, yeah. and, and I'll be honest with y'all, like in my profession, like I'm afforded enormous freedom to behave any kind of motherfucking way. They're yeah. just like, yeah, Chris, be yourself. I don't have to put up any masculine air. I will say. That one element is I feel like I have to protect, like I have to be the, like, look after. Yeah. Oh, you going somewhere sketchy? I'm going to go with you. Well, that's because you're strong, though. Thanks. Huh. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. Don't feed his ego. Facts are facts. Man, man, bro. Tell me I'm strong. Bro. Tell me I'm strong. <laughs> you're strong, Kalu. Thanks. Stop towering over Especially, me. <laughs> Especially his head muscles. He was chewing gum. Man, yes. fuck you. <laughs> he was chewing gum. He was getting I swear to God, I could see him rippling. They're all striding. We're going to post a video. We're going to post a video. <laughs> like a pit bull or something. <laughs> 
but, he's, so he's Nigerian. They got that extra jaw muscle. Yeah, <laughs> man. They're just chewing on bamboo and sugar cane and shit. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, it my place of business, there's no... There's really not any air of hegemony when it comes to the masculine elements because I think a lot of times the women that are in my direct proximity appreciate what my mom and sisters have created because even though, I mean, they're very much like in touch with their feminine side and they're who raised me. My and CJ knows very well. They will run up on you. They will run up. <laughs> any one of my my sisters or my mama will run up, and you'll get them hands. Like they just do not give a damn. Like if I fucked up when I was little, I would get like a hug if I hurt myself. But then it's like, okay, bitch, it's time to stop fucking crying and get yeah. your shit together. Yeah, and that paper, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> gonna, and that's how the the, the no kill, birthdays, <laughs> no Christmas, no, no Christmas, no birthdays. <laughs> But that's just how the Kilborn women rolled. And yeah. it wasn't like, you got to be a man. It's just like, this is what it is to be a human being. Mm. So you show empathy, but no sympathy. There was zero fucking sympathy. So now I'm, I'm at my job, and that translates. You know, I'm, I'm surrounded by women. We work in a cooperative context, which I already... I It takes a... I tell you what, it, it's a burden off of me. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a beautiful, wonderful burden off of me to feel handy and... and have a utilitarian element to myself yeah. and not feel like I have to be the one to step up and be in charge that I can be a, you know, subservient to somebody else, a, a, a female superior. And it's a liberating fucking thing mm-hmm. actually. And having a woman run the show instead of having a man run, the, run the show takes on a different dynamic because I swear to God, Male supervisors, no matter how cool they are, oftentimes there's an ego element associated yeah, with it. Yeah. Female supervisors, not so much. Yeah. I I'm, I'm totally this. glad that my boss is a woman because there have been times where I know that if I would have come in there and it was a dude and I was like talking about some issue, you'd be or like, like that, you need to just quit being a bitch. They would have said they easily, and, and I'm in sales. They would have they would have flat out said, "Quit being a bitch." You know what I'm saying? Like, go make money, quit being a bitch. You know, but like mine, <laughs> go back out there, and yeah, make me go so back out there and make daddy some money. <laughs> but like, I, I feel like mine definitely. She's she is empathetic, not sympathetic. Uh-huh. You know, because she'll still say you still got shit to do. You know, but she'll still talk you through it and like guide you through something. You know. And and when I'm having if if we're pissed at each other something like that something like that can go through and she just handles it with with a borderline motherly kind of thing but still almost like the way you say they'll still beat your ass if you you know what I'm yeah. saying if you step out of line but it's it's something that I don't feel like I could get with with a male boss dude a, a, a maternal environment and we were even talking about this shit at work because you know we've got a, a couple of openings in our direct proximity how. Adding more males to a female environment shifts the dynamic substantially because male egos yes. are a thing unto themselves. Yeah. Like in I can step in there and be myself, which obviously I'm not, you know, we did the episode on humility and shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not the most humble motherfucker on the planet, but I really don't take myself that serious. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to be myself around these human beings and they appreciate the candor, the sincerity, all that kind of shit. Most dudes are not as, I guess, full of their own shit while still not taking themselves so seriously. Because the first thing you would see is a guy comes in there. He's like, oh, shit. This is like 90% women. Mm -hmm. 
first thing pops up ego. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Next thing is like, which one of these can I, you know, like not control or anything like that, but you can gain more influence. It, it would it would sort of be a thing of gaining influence, and then the next thing would be like, okay, there's other guys in here. How and do I buddy get, up? With how do guy? I get either buddy up with them or assert dominance over them? Oh yeah, and that and, that and, shit is gonna happen all the and time. And the thing is, again, like you know, I'm not ain't no motherfucker gonna come in there and and push me around. So invariably, it's like let me find something that I have in common with Chris. Yeah, and they'll ask me about sports, and I think both of y'all know I don't give two fucks about sports for the most part i'm like really unless it's like weightlifting or fighting like i just really don't care i'm sorry yeah and so they don't know what avenue to talk to me about because they know i hunt mushrooms and uh you know cuss my female co-workers out and be like, shut <laughs> up bitch get out of my fucking face and they're like how are you getting away with talking to them like that and i'm like because i'm their friend and i treat them like human beings yeah Whereas this dude that steps in here, never in a million years that we'd get away with being like, what's up, bitch? How are you today? They'd be like, <laughs> like no, no. You know, HR. Yeah, HR right now. Yeah, because- That's something to say about context that a lot of people a lot of people forget and fuck up really bad. They forget context. They forget the relationship. They forget history. All that kind of stuff comes into play when you talk to another man or another woman mm-hmm. a certain way. Yeah, and yeah. to throw this blanket thing on... And just say like you can't say this like it's 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 not good it's oh, not good because you people no longer remember how to act and then you just turn people into fucking robots. Right, well, right. And there's you, no personality. The word "cunt" is one of the big ones that I think comes to mind because if you go to Australia, oh, they you, say it all the you, time. Yeah, you go over the pond, you go over to the UK. Yeah, the term "cunt" is just a filler. Yeah, it means nothing. You might mm-hmm. as well call somebody a butthole. Is call yeah. them a cunt, but here. You're Lord gonna be, have mercy. It'd be in fucking the New York Times that yeah. somebody used the C word. And yeah. The C word is incredibly disparaging. Yeah. It's fucking context. I man. heard a British person say, uh, say she's a magnificent cunt. <laughs> you're just like, <laughs> wow. I don't know how to have like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, yeah. But it was just like, that's, that's their thing. And it's not to make it cool, but it's just to say like people need to understand the context yeah. because like if if because if if you're on the outside looking in that's offensive as fuck well, you know what i'm saying what's homeboy's name uh game of thrones um oh, which one, which one? The, the guy that yeah we're about to be like we're about to have a fucking it. trivia oh J- the guy uh, that wrote it yeah oh george rr R. martin okay they were doing an interview with him and they they said something about well you you write so well like regarding like female characters like how is it that you're able to write so well for female characters? And he goes, well, you know, I've always considered women people. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, like, bitch, how is it that fucking hard? And that's the thing in, in my profession. When I go into work, I'm not like, oh my God, i got to go in and talk to these women. I'm going in and, and speaking to other human beings, yeah, to other yeah. human and, and beings. We're, and, yes. and I am completely, and that's what they don't understand. And, it, and it, they love when I fail. Mm-hmm. Which is funny because I get a kick out of the fact if I fuck anything up, if I stutter or st- or trip a little bit, they're like, ah, ha, ha, Kilbourne fucked up on something. <laughs> they love it. Yeah. But at the same time, I I have the luxury of stepping in there and just being an affable, clownish, over-the-top human being and, and can be myself, my silly-ass, ridiculous, vulnerable self. If I got to cry, like, if I've had, like I've had some, some fucked-up shit happen last mm-hmm. year. 
I mean, I've had a few things that have gone on where I'm at work, but I ain't really at work. Like, I'm just yeah. typing some shit, and I got tears in my eyes. I don't give a fuck to sit in there and cry. Mm-hmm. They show that kind of love. Yeah. I have that kind of luxury of having that environment yes. and that support and system. That's and one it's because it's things, women. Yes, but that's also one of the things that you that you get whenever you sort of drop the whole label of man, woman, this, that, the yeah, other. You start yeah. viewing people as people. You can now go into any kind of environment and cry if you want to. Right. I you think it's just who you are yeah. all day, every day, at work, at the gym, at home, yes. when we're hanging out. You know, like, yes. And these... Dudes who just like who aren't able to do that if they were new and hired at your place, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I guess this might not be who you are, but I mean, I guess everyone can change. You yeah. Know? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they can grow into it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I just think that's the type of people we are, like always. You know yes. what I'm saying? And so that definitely plays well. Like, I don't know. I've I rarely have coworkers that I disagree with or that don't really like me or. I can't make like laugh and giggle, you know. Yeah, yeah. I guess Jamie's mad because I told him I was gonna smash on his wife, but you got to now. You said it. I'll leave my floral pants there too. (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, "Babe, why are you no, (laughs) CJ? I thought he was gay." But I think even like deconstructing language, like a lot of these words that people get so up in arms about that that goddamn it's like a carrot on a stick for certain groups of people to distract them from larger social issues. I think if you even deconstruct the language down to its rudiments and get your little bitch ass feelings off the table cuz it's not motherfucking about you. It's not about It you. ain't about you, bitch. Yeah. Let's deconstruct language. Some of the stuff, if you take the time to look at the context, words like calling somebody a bitch whether they be male or female Bitch is gender neutral to me. And, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's absolutely, absolutely gender neutral to me. Gender absolutely. neutral and yeah, a motherfucker. I'll call it, everyone a bitch, but it, dude. But that shit hit different when you call a female coworker a bitch playfully. And it's yeah. and it, you and can't it, say that to me. No, you, you can't, can't. Yeah, no, nobody. Bro. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah. And but like like I've got this tight camaraderie. Like they'll come up to me. One of them will come up to me be like, "Hey, I just needed to tell you something that you're huge." Piece of fucking shit, <laughs> and I laugh and laugh, and I'll be we'll get in arbitrary arguments yeah. and shit, and I'll be like, "Listen, bitch, we've got things to do, and you in my face with this nonsense." Yeah, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It means absolutely yeah. nothing. But and you call yourself a bitch sometimes. Too, oh, right? I call, oh I'm God. a silly bitch. I'm a raggedy. Bitch. I'm a yeah. raggedy, smelly old boot wearing ass bitch. He look really is booty wearing. Though. Yeah, he said, "Look at my booty, though." <laughs> Even CJ's like, he got ass now. I, mean. I do have cakes. Oh my God. Anyway, keep going. <clears throat> keep going. But that's that's the thing that I think really underscores all of what we're talking about is that the yeah. microcosm that is social work, that yeah. is a female dominated environment, mm-hmm. affords me as a an, an inherently masculine, very naturally masculine male in a lot of ways. To be 100% what I am. That female-dominated environment. Mm -hmm. In a male-dominated environment, like he's talking about, even something like, even though he doesn't give a fuck what Jamie... Jamie, shut up, bitch. Uh, (laughs) Even though he don't give a fuck what Jamie says, it's still... There's less social cohesion in an environment yes. where yeah, somebody yeah. steps in. It, either you can draw a line, absolutely. Yes. Yes. Either He's you conform to my pre-existing. And they can all suck my dick. Yeah, <laughs> from the back. From the yeah. back. <laughs> but either you conform 
Or you deviate and you're ostracized to some degree and you exist outside of the fucking paradigm. And that's the thing with women is, yeah, there, there might, there, there are their own issues that are associated with it. And there's not to be these broad generalizations that are only endemic to, to female populations or only endemic to male populations. But overwhelmingly, those issues of either you fucking conform or you're not part of the group, that is much more prevalent in male-dominated male fields. Or, yeah. or, or, again, in, a, in patriarchy in general. And that's really what we're combating when we're talking about patriarchy. Mm-hmm. We're not combating fucking words. Words aren't a problem here. Yeah. It's, it's conformity. Mm-hmm. And in a way, conforming in terms of language and assigning intrinsic value to words, that's a type of hegemony in and yep. of its fucking I self. It. I hate it. I really Dude, hate I'm it. I'm reading a book right now. It's called A Good Look at Bad Language. And uh-huh. It's just like, it dives in onto like the words we use. Yeah. It even goes based on like like continental uses mm-hmm. and everything. It just kind of explains why we use them. And I don't know. If you like reading books, y'all, y'all should definitely check it out. And what's it oh. called again? It's um, A Good Look at Bad Language. A Good Look at Bad Ruth. Language. I can't remember her last name. But Bader Ginsburg. Nah, uh, nah. <laughs> she got the necklace though that's tight. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so one of the things, too, that I also want to talk about, it's like, for for being guys, there's all, there's all this pressure on us. I would imagine women get it, too. But I don't want to speak for them until we have one on our episode to talk about it. But for men, there's this pressure to succeed, this pressure to always, you know, be whipping ass. Or if you, like, you know, take on some new undertaking in life or something like that, you're supposed to kick ass all the time, and if you somehow, re- or it's 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 not okay to revert or to go back, yeah, or yeah. to 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 do anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Just go back to the drawing board. You either have to go down in fucking flames, or you have to absolutely whoop <laughs> ass at it. You know? Do you guys have any things well, like that, or well, any stories? Absolutely. And then also, I think that correlates again with this this uh, this bid by certain individuals at novelty through non participation. Mm-hmm. Again, let me step away from this overreaching paradigm, and then I'm not even going to compete. And by not competing, I'm you're above, winning. I'm I'm winning, and I'm above the fucking yeah. Fr- no, bitch. You. I mean, that's just not how fucking social progress even works. Yes, competition does serve and a personal purpose. progress. I personal, mean, this is not how it works. Yeah, personal progress. Yeah, and, and and again, the the thing that I brought up earlier about an individual saying that we need to defund. Things like athletics and football. I'll kick him in the chest if I find out who he is. That's the fucking thing, man. Like, not all of us. Jesus Christ, the sweet science. Something as brutal as boxing. I love boxing. Boxing is dope as fuck, but it's called the sweet science for a reason. If you Mm -hmm. if you just watch and dissect the angles, the physics, Mm. the movement, the kinesthetic intelligence that's involved. With being a boxer it on a high tier mm-hmm. is even greater than being an excellent pianist. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, it's far beyond that. It's your whole body responding. Yeah. Just like one movement right mm-hmm. after the other. Mm-hmm. And, the, and it gets lumped into this category of brutal or meat-headedness. Mm-hmm. Meat-headedness. Meat-headedness. Yeah. And it's fundamentally not it Mm -hmm. goes back to the reciprocity between the body and the fucking mind Mm -hmm. and to say oh well we need to fund the arts and we need to fund music yeah we absolutely fucking do we need to do that but being able to play the goddamn guitar and kick a motherfucker in the face is that's a (laughs) (laughs) that's that's being a whole individual yes 
Yes. Do you have anything like that? Do you have any? I'm kind of battling with that a little bit right now. I live in yeah. uh, Louisville. A lot of my homies want me to move back this way. Um, and I just feel like that would be a step back. I feel like that's a loss for me. And I, I mean, I have my reasons why. I'd like to talk about it with you guys. But like, I don't know. I'm open to other viewpoints, other suggestions, because it definitely feels, you know, as a dude and like I ran away from Bowling Green to Louisville to do better. Um, That's to, the first word right there. You ran away. Yeah, yeah. Why did you run away? Why do you view it as running away? Because I feel like if you view if you view it as running away from Bowling Green, you'll view leaving Louisville as running away from Louisville. And then there's just a negative thing it's like that's a fresh set. start type shit, wasn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay, so you wanted a fresh start. So yeah. it's not running away, it's just you're wanting a right, fresh start. Right, right, right. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> it, 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 it was like sure. filing social bankruptcy. Okay, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> That's a good way to put it, for real. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, So to come back, I feel like, would be... It just seems like a step back to me. I don't know. I, it's hard to explain. I guess maybe I can come up with it in a second. But Sure. Know. Okay, so how did you feel like you were making a step forward by moving? Uh, I just felt like I was kind of stuck in my ways here. I had a lot of friends. Like, I don't know. I guess I had a lot of social capital here. And so, like, people that liked me or wanted to be seen around me for whatever reason mm -hmm. would, like, help me out. Uh, yeah. Place to stay. You know, yeah. Financially, whatever. You know, get me a job here. Mm -hmm. you know, I worked there for a few months, yada, yada. So, like, I don't know. I guess I wanted to move there to just, like, prove to myself that I could, like, do it by myself, you know, okay. without so much help and like even where when i moved up there i moved up there with two friends i knew from western so mm -hmm. like they let me crash their couch for a few months then we all end up getting a place together but yeah. like i feel like i've come such a long way to come back here i mean i guess if i came back here and didn't you know live in a homie's attic or some shit then that yeah. shouldn't seem like a failure but i just feel like coming back to bowling green is yeah well step and like my job that i work at like they even have a uh, like a shop in Glasgow. So yeah. Like, I mean, well, the thing that Chris had mentioned it and you agreed to it, you said you were socially bankrupt. So if you were socially bankrupt, then the hookups and all that kind of stuff and the friends and all that, did that somehow run out or what? Not, it didn't really run out. Like, I mean, I'm still friends with most of the people I was friends with before. But the people um, that mattered. Yeah. Like I'd went through a bad breakup. Like okay. as I said on that last episode we were talking about. Um, and so they, it like, drew a line between a lot of the good friends that I had had. So like, I don't know. I just wasn't real happy with where I was socially. Sure. Um, I, we both still lived here, the ex at that time. And mm -hmm. so like, it felt like just getting out of that and like growing into my own for myself now, you know, sure. That was the move. That was the plan. And like, I feel like I've did that. So to move back just seems like I'm taking a step back, I guess. Well, what have you learned by being up there? Uh, well, I'm real good at like money management now. Okay, you know you, you kind of got to be when your homies aren't like paying your way every, okay. every day. Like, and I mean that happened for so long. So, um, you know, my job's pretty pretty rad. I make good money. I got a good schedule up there. Mm -hmm. um, I know there's a lot more up there for me and my daughter to do when she comes to visit. Okay, you know, the zoo, um, libraries. And, I mean, I know y'all got a library down here, but. Yeah, no, we, we, we got, got like we four got of them motherfuckers. We got more than y'all, nigga. More <laughs> books. <laughs> okay. So let, let's let's keep talking about some of the good things, the pros, the things that you've learned, you know, some in ways that you've grown by being up there. Um, I couldn't say no to folks when I was up there. Like I guess I had this 
or, or when I was down here, I mean, um, and up there, you know, like I'm content to sit at home. <laughs> yeah, tell them I'm going to suck a dick real fast. Yeah, yeah like, just be like, oh, I'm not going. Right, right. And I was always out and like, you know, I'll only take X amount of dollars. I won't take my debit card or something, but make a new friend. And then Marcus comes stumbling yeah. in and be like, hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets me some money that he got squirreled away and then kiss me on my forehead and then run off into the night. <laughs> Marcus is my drunk alter ego. Oh, Most okay. of y'all know him. <laughs> okay, so. But there, no, like, I guess I, I've learned how to say no. How, like, how to manage my time better. How to manage my my me you know what i'm saying i sure. gave a lot of me to people that didn't deserve it or and you and you thought that a and i'm just trying to unpack it with you yeah, yeah, do yeah. you think that you know moving or proximity do you think that that fixed it or do you think that you could have gained that on on your own without having to move because that i used to be in this i wasn't in the same court but i, I can i can easily say i said yes a lot to a, a lot of things right right and um when you, when I realized how valuable my time was, I became jealous as fuck with my time. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I can say no to a lot of stuff, or I'll show up to an event and be there maybe 35, 40 minutes, and then happily go home and not think twice about right, it. Right, right. It's just, but I think that maybe for some people, I feel like the easy way is to, and this is not, this is no knock. The, it seems like, well, hell, that actually seems harder, would be to just up and leave the area. But, you know, there are some that can just sit there and be like, I'm shutting all of you guys out. I'm sort of retreating inside, and I'm going to figure stuff out. And when I come back out of this funk or whatever it is I'm in, my circle's getting audited. You know what okay. I mean? And a lot of you motherfuckers aren't going to fit in there. And being a 100% okay with that. I think the runaway for me was like, I had all these folks that would still do for me, you know, yeah. to where I wouldn't just pull Enablers. tighten the bootstraps myself. Yeah, sure. So that was the the move away for me was just like, not necessarily cut ties because yeah. a lot of these people are still my good friends. You know what I'm saying? And st- still helped me when I was in Louisville. You know, it's not always been easy, and yeah, you know, I'm in a much better place now. But I think if I had hadn't been in Louisville this past two years, three months, like I, don't know, I might still be stuck in those same patterns. Like really just because like, I know that those people, they still care about me the way that they did. And they probably still would have, you know, let me behave the way I was. So yeah, maybe some people might see it as hard to, you know, just kind of sure. dip out like that. But I think the way I am, I, that was what I had to do or nothing. Yeah. Changed. One of the things that we just said just a little so bit ago, I guess ago. I kind of scared that if I come back, then You'll go back to it? Yeah, or like, I don't know, man. You know, one of the things that we did say just a little bit ago was that, or when I was reading, was that very rarely does society give a place for a guy to just sort of figure figure his life out, to sort of come into his own. And sometimes one of the things that, that males, especially males, need is to be nobody, is to go yeah. into a place and just be 100% unknown. And that's yes. that's like something that was that's really good for me. Yeah, and and that's why it's funny when if I ever travel for work, I if I can, I try to go as far away as possible because I need to be nobody for for an ex- well, for decent periods of time. It it reminds me of that feeling you get like if you've ever been somewhere where there's just a vast expanse like 
a mountain range or mm. you know the the ocean's just out in front of you and it makes you feel very small. Yeah. There's something incredibly liberating yes. about that feeling. Males need that. We need to be shown our insignificance and it, again it it really further reinforces the thing I was talking about how there's this power that's essentially bestowed on men as soon as they're born that they don't really realize and one of the big moments for us that we all need to have repeatedly is for something to tell us you aren't shit man yeah yeah <laughs> you you yes. like you were just born like this because like it's just numbers because yeah. if it turns into entitlement entitlement turns into some really fucked up things on the part of men yeah really fucked up shit have you had moments like have you had other moments like that where you have cuz it seems like you you're starting to you have a lot of friends now in, in Louisville or or what are you still kind of nobody or I I would say that like I have like an image in the area, like in my neighborhood of town, like uh-huh. people like would know me, like not necessarily. Like any- hey, they chopsticks. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. On, chopsticks. <laughs> They're like Marcus. What's up? Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's Bobo? No. <laughs> but uh, uh, so you have that though. You have that image. Do you, what's to say that you won't have another moment and just say, "I got to get the fuck out of here"? That would be ideal, honestly. Like, I mean, I think I've grown. And Louisville's provided me a lot. I do want to maybe move on from there too. Okay. I just don't. I, I just feel like Bowling Green's a step back, man. I know sure. it's growing and everything. And um, you're saying, and so you're saying a step back in terms of functionality, uh, not functionality, like stuff to do. His growth as a human being. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I've been here. I lived here for eight years. You know, like mm-hmm. what's left for me here? So yeah, like I think I would. I got better in Louisville. Why wouldn't I? I would get better elsewhere. I wouldn't get better coming back here. And but, work, and working without a net. There's something to be said for working without a net. Too. Sure. You know. Sure. You're, you're more on top of your fucking game. Um, I think, but that but, I think with you, you don't. So you can forget about the net with with proper just self awareness and understanding. Yes, it's there. And and being okay with the f- that that's a good thing to have a net, it's it's one hundred percent a good thing. But if you've got an addictive personality, okay, so now we're going into a deeper issue. Well, now. It, it, but addiction essentially is less about a substance and it's more about a, oh yeah, a, a pattern of behavior. Pattern of behavior. So yeah. th- what he was talking about was essentially an addiction to a pattern of behaviors. Not nothing specific. Do you no think substance. that that would happen again in Louisville? Like you'd get addicted to your friends and stuff like that, or pattern behavior of when when people are hooking you up or taking care of you or doing all this other stuff? Would the same thing not happen? Well, and, in and, another and city? may I just interject? Like I see my man, like like he and I are are comrades on a very fundamental level, but mm-hmm. I see people interact with him on a superficial level, and it's almost likes in real life. Yeah, like people come and validate shit and. It makes you feel good to an extent, but after so long, it's hollow. It's like you you don't want to just eat fucking Swiss cake rolls all the time. There's nothing sure. to them. There's no yeah. substance there. And all these random ass arbitrary people coming up to him constantly. It I think I think I saw CJ realize that that was less about him as a human being because they didn't fundamentally care about him as a human being and more about them and them being like, oh, I've got an interesting looking friend that I know named CJ. Uh, and he, and then he was just over it. He yeah. was just fucking over all that shit. Yeah. Huh. Hey, give, guys, give me like 
31 seconds. Keep talking. Uh, I, yeah, you I just realized my fucking battery on my laptop is like, hey, oh, you got like shit. three it's minutes right. left. It's we got to rush, right. motherfucker. This thing's going to die. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, I felt more like a uh, cool scarf for a while down here than anything. My and man, like, cool scarf. Cool scarf. <laughs> the slump guy. <laughs> what the hell is that? Like, just like a cool ass, like the Gucci head. Like a, an uh, ass guy. You know what I'm saying? Like a, a nice accessory. You know? With some cool, with some pay. CJ, but yeah. like, don't make really give a fuck, dog. Like, that, you know what? You know, That's we'll really buy him a shot because that nigga gonna say something funny later and then I might get to sleep with this girl because I brought him over to this group of people. You're like, oh, my man, dude is interesting because he has a friend with three different colors in his dreadlock. Let me tell Sometimes you, like two fall out when he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> how many people out there are the cool scarf? Are like how many I, people out there are just like you're that novelty piece and that thing and like it, it's a, it's a lot, a lot, yeah. And I, I would imagine like, I don't know, I didn't realize it for me. I'm how, like how old yeti. were you I'm when you like were like a Sasquatch? <laughs> How old were you when you realized that you were just the cool scarf well, and you uh, needed to form your I guess your I own? moved out of here. Like I moved here from 27. Right when I was about to turn 28, I guess. So so 28 years old, you were just like, oh shit, I'm not cool. my own person. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I'm I don't think necessarily like 100% to that because obviously, I don't know. I like to be liked, obviously. You sure. Know? I, I, who doesn't want to be, air quotes here, popular or you know yeah. what I'm saying? But I didn't like give everyone that whole... You know, all right, I'll do anything for you. Be the super nice friend. You know, like a lot of people, I'd just be the see out and, you know, be like, well, yeah, what's up? We'll talk for a second and yeah. be done. Do you think that by being that way, it made it hard to openly express some of the other emotions and stuff like that? For sure, that, yeah. yeah. And then, I guess, because of being that person, like, it made it hard for at least me and then, like, the personality I have to, like, take accountability for getting my own shit together. You yeah. Know? Like, I, in a way, adopted being, like, that person to know or, or wanted to be known by, like, all these people sure. in this town for whatever reason. I don't really know the reason. Mm -hmm. It's It angers me because there's not really? a reason. Yeah. Yeah. I could have been doing so much other cool shit, dog, like saving money and, like, <laughs> ignoring all y'all niggas. Yeah. <laughs> just like, just looking to, at your phone and be like, ah, oh, yeah, no, yeah. And, and used to, like, he would he would talk to me about this person or that person, and then he'd be like, you probably wouldn't like him. I can't tell you how many times CJ's talked to me about another human being and been like, but your bitch ass wouldn't get along with him. Because really? he knows that I'm just like, I don't, I've got enough good friends. I'm not really recruiting right now. I'm not recruiting right now. <laughs> hey, bro, it means you audit like your the, circle. I was like the army, bro. Really? Like, yeah, yeah. accepting everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. He was recruiting like crazy. And then he knew, like, he was like, it, it wasn't too terribly long ago that he sent me a message and he was like, yo, I'm just now realizing you was on to some shit by being a fucking hermit. Yeah. It, there's something fucking just real peaceful about it. Now, it you, you can take it too far. Yeah, oh yeah. Solitude is addictive, too. Mm -hmm. So you got to put yourself out there. Yeah. But I think existing more on the end of, like, isolating yourself and finding your center is going to serve you better than just floating in a fucking wind. You're never going to find your shirt sure. if you're blowing in the wind. Now, Absolutely. you said you were how long how many years were you in the military? 4. 4. So, at when all this was happening after you got out of the military? Mm -hmm. So, how was your life while you were in it? Was it just the, it was was it the hedge money that we talked about? Was it like very structured? You fell into place, you did this, you did this? Not at all. Oh, <laughs> you <laughs> nah, were like I it got was trouble quite a bit a few times. Yeah, really? yeah, we was partying, bro. Really? Like, I was cool guy in the army, man. Like, yeah. Basic training and advanced individual training. Like we running around, like slapping niggas in the face with baby powder while we're sleeping. 
or we put uh, we put like signs by niggas that was asleep and be like, I got HIV. And, like, <laughs> and, like, I'm around the fucking barracks and shit. Yeah, we was rambunctious, nigga. We, we missed curfew one time. I came back and walked in, and there was this tall, like, light skinned dude in like civilian clothes. And I was just like, yo, there's this bar on base called Magruder's. I was like, Magruder's was lit. Yeah. And he goes, Soldiers passed bed curfew. And I looked at him for a second, and I was just like, you're the station commander, bro. You're not fooling me in your civilian yeah. clothes. But my Gruders was lit. <laughs> He's just like, get the fuck to your room. Like, yeah, man. Like, and again, like, I was a postal clerk in the army. So, I mean, for my the masculinity issue of this episode, like, I got a lot of shit for. I mean, I was a damn good shot, but yeah. You know, I wasn't infantry, yada yada, but everybody loved getting mail. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, he said everybody loved yeah, getting everybody mail. Yeah, everybody loved getting their mail, but yeah. you know, I'm a bitch because I'm just like, I don't went through this one. It's got a titty in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But like, um, I don't know. Like, the Army, a lot of dudes do, you know, fall in line. And a lot of my friends were a little more, took it a little more seriously than I did. Um, so it didn't do anything to your masculinity or, or anything like that? Not really. Did it just build? Did it give you social capital? Uh, for sure, yeah. 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 Even when like I came, I came home for like Christmas Exodus is what they call it. It was like a ten day mm-hmm. thing, and like I was back in Bowling Green, and mm-hmm. we just partied the whole time, and I had a cool haircut. And fun, how fun. many people were just like, "I appreciate your service, sir." <laughs> well, some people said it all the time, but yeah, I, I hate that shit, man. Cause yeah, again, I was a postal clerk, so like, yeah, you were just I'm like, just like, I didn't really do nothing for you, nigga. Like, <laughs> so you know, I didn't do anything for you. <laughs> No, he, my buddies yell and Zach, like if we go to sporting events, we go to like Predators games a lot, yeah. or Cubs games, and like the beginning, they'd be like, stand up, they're honoring, you know, the yeah. veterans, and I'm just like, oh, God damn it, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sent some boxes, nigga. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I sent some boxes. Let me go down on the field, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. All right, so let's, what else can we talk about masculinity? What can we leave people with? What kind of a, a message can we leave people with? I, I think the one thing that we've, that we've learned from from even the last episode is that we're it's con- it's a moving target. We're constantly going to be in search, and I think the same thing is happening for you. And my advice to you is that the search is this part of the search or part of your climb or your journey. It might involve being back in Bowling Green. It might involve being back in Glasgow or in some other place, but when you play the long game and when you think about like this bigger prize of like this fully aware CJ that is a master of his universe and right, has all yeah. his shit together, it will not matter where you are. It's just not going to matter where you are. Cause you'll see those people that are fucking masters of the universe all over the place right, right. and they just run shit. And I'm not saying run shit like owning some business or having a lot of money, but you can tell people who are like at peace with themselves. Yes. Yes. And they just, shit just rolls off. I don't of think man. I was here and I, huh, yeah. I'm getting there now. I mean, I sure. guess I am at peace with myself, but I know like there's, there's more to me yeah. to come and like, I don't know. It just worries me. Then I guess I might fall back in my ways. You know, and, and, and the, I see your point. Yeah, and there's there's so many resources to to figure stuff. You know, there's obviously the internet. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. You're saying it's and, more like I should take cover. Like if I have to take cover, yeah, Bowling Green could be that cover. It, it could. Can, it very yeah, well could yeah. be that place. And I shouldn't and, think or, that's a bad thing. Yeah, and it could be like that. You're moving forward by coming here. You know, because you could be you you might have gained all kinds of knowledge over there. And it's like, all right, now I'm going to do it at a place where 
rent and mortgages are like a fraction of yeah. I, I bet you my mortgage is probably less than your rent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's the part where it's just like, okay, so I can I can do all this cool shit and then have all this other stuff. Right, right. You know, and so that's why I think like there's obviously the most important thing is being being like at peace with yourself and and feeling like you actually are growing and stuff like that. But I am of the mindset that you don't need a big city or anything because there's there's fucking aware ass dudes in in Tibet sitting in the mountains that are in monasteries and let me that just are say doing crazy shit. only real G's pronounce it Tibet huh did I say it wrong <laughs> no. most huh. people say Tibet you said Tibet oh yeah I also say Louisville I don't say ain't even what I heard but you know I think that God but I think that the the stuff we've said it all the answers are always going to be like right in front of your face man they're just like right here you just gotta just Just, gotta think of it just take it huh yeah you're so dumb (laughs) why are you like this (laughs) you just take it it's like was there a moment well i guess it was when you got into a city of half a million people is that what it is yeah yeah well, we got, so, nah, we we're like 800,000. Oh, 800,000? Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. When'd you get them 300,000 people? Man, <laughs> I, heard, I heard about this schlong I got. No! How'd you get to, uh, how'd you, what brings you to Louisville? There's like, um, have you heard of CJ? We're oh. here on a pilgrimage from what? Indiana. Yeah, I brought my wife with me. <laughs> I came to make an offering. Name, <laughs> name's Jamie. Name's Jamie. <laughs> Jamie. Go, go on up there. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. He's approachable. She is infertile. Wait, hold on. What are you going to say, needs- though? We got 800, I think we got like 800,000. What about that? <laughs> I really want to go on this a little bit, so I'm going to continue. My wife has been suffering from a cold, and she is infertile. Uh, we ask you, old CJ, can you please blast? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know what he was going to say. Jimmy Neutron style. Oh. oh my god, and I could just see this man just in, in rags, just bringing this lady up to you. Jesus. And, and you're sitting there in this chair, just like, peace be with you. <laughs> Beth Omet. Yeah, he just is. Yeah, we were into. No, we've been that saying. Don't say it. Yeah, we've been that saying. Don't say it, dude. Do not okay. say it. Well, and. And before we go too far down the rabbit hole, I just want to say that I think it's mad hypocritical for anyone to make assertions on the fact that we manifest gendered characteristics outside of our control, that we are born genetically predisposed to certain gendered behaviors, Mm -hmm. thus creating a near limitless spectrum of genders. Mm -hmm. I think it's lunacy and hypocritical for us to say that that exists while simultaneously not acknowledging that us manifesting traditionally masculine characteristics isn't just a totally normal thing. The problem is when it starts negatively affecting other people. Mm -hmm. You can make an acknowledgement of genetic predisposition being acted upon by social factors without using it as an excuse. And it can never be an excuse for piss-poor fucking subjugative behavior. That's true. You don't want to wear... Floral pants, that's fine, but don't hate. Yeah, don't absolutely. Hate. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want, yeah, if you want to go around and act ignorant as fuck, as long as you ain't hurting nobody, yep. you're not disparaging other fucking yeah, people. Right. 
I mean, you so can we grab your ankles and roll down a fucking <laughs> hospital hill, man, and scream the F word. I support that. But we should also say then, if you're going to drive that lifted F-250, do it. You got to know what comes with you it. You have too, to know though. what yeah, comes yeah. with it. Yeah. And, yeah but you know, also, if that's pre- not you, then... If that's not yeah, prove them wrong. And if and if yeah, and if you just happen to like that truck, and then happen to have just the one ball and the weird looking dick, like (laughs) I'm sorry, like I'm not. I I don't. You're not. You can still be a good person, but for real, like correlation isn't causation. We obviously know that, but the key element of this is none of this. This isn't an, a window for people to be like, well, I can't control it because I'm just a man and I have certain needs as a man. Mm-hmm. And people fucking say that kind of shit. Yeah. That yeah. cannot motherfucking exist. Yeah. You being a man or you being masculine can never be a fucking excuse for piss poor behavior. Yep. It's your responsibility. Just like if you've got these really intense predilections, you better find a positive outlet for it. Mm-hmm. You don't get a Belgian Malinois and then not train the Belgian Malinois to do hood rat shit. Yeah. Because yeah, that... it's going to manifest fucked yes. up behaviors otherwise. Yes. We have to acknowledge that human beings can sometimes manifest these same types of predilections. And you have to funnel that stuff mm-hmm. towards something or you're going to end up with serial killers and yep. fucking monsters of human beings. Yes. Yes. I, I love it. I love it. All right, so we've gone a good in good length, and I think that this has been a really good discussion on and masculinity and girth. If you want, I know I made a joke. That's like the sixth time. I've it, we, that. Yeah, that, we've made like, "What are you gay or something, man? <laughs> like, what's wrong with you?" But uh, it's been a veiny discussion. It's been a really veiny one. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> CJ's over here. Balls to the wall. Right? <laughs> <laughs> been a truly a, a very girthy and veiny uh discussion just throbbing with content and so that's uh that's something I that i feel a little shafted but <laughs> could have been longer could have been longer oh my god but uh this is this has really been a good discussion and i'm and i feel like <laughs> i feel like we've grown since our last <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we, I feel like we. I don't even. If I said we've matured, I'm a, I'm fucking lying. But I feel like our conversation on masculinity has become engorged. <laughs> oh man! Correct with knowledge. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, fucking stop! All right. Stop! Stop! Everything time. hurts, man. Everything hurts. Oh, I'm cramping now. I'm cramping. Okay, so guys, this has been a great discussion. Um, we are we are definitely looking forward for our uh, femininity episode. So uh, I did get the word last night that Doctor Die is going to be coming in to talk about that, and uh, she's just a savage. We're gonna, yeah, we're right. absolutely like the I mean, way we gonna behave ourselves as human beings. Yeah, but we gonna keep it one hundred like normal. Yeah, she wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, she wouldn't been. straight up. I'd like I wish we would have recorded our conversations after uh, we recorded our Black History Month episode because she can absolutely just like roll oh, with us. She's yeah, full awesome. of so much that content. Was great. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm very excited to to have her on there uh, the next week. And so uh, I. I truthfully view us being 
as like the little boy scout sitting at the campfire while the like the pack master just tells this story of like the pack master uh, yeah i don't know <laughs> the what troop is, leader Kalu. i don't know what the called. pack master is Bro, the man that commands the all the animals huh? yeah <laughs> that she can easily be the, the person that commands all like but like i see us just sitting there being like all right so tell us help us explain and i truthfully want to end the next episode like having a better idea of femininity because I don't I will not pretend to understand I made it I made a little we guess about need, it we need probably a couple of women because you know what I'm saying yeah like, like a panel yeah, yeah we need we need at least two I women just figured get like the Jedi who I view as like the Jedi of all but like but I, I have a feeling it should be like well it's subjective what is femininity to me may not be and then we'll be like oh well, we should have brought somebody else so yeah, we, yeah. We're, we're she like, would say something like that. So to we us need, because we need, she's like, we need somebody else. We need another yeah. woman. I'll see if we can get it. another guest too to make it like four person. That'd be really cool. That'd be really, really good. But uh, guys, thank you so much for your time. Do we have any uh, shameless shout outs or anything? Uh, it's shameless shout out to uh, Terrell White. <laughs> his What's his name? Me lifted the weights. Yeah, me lifted the weights. At me lift uh, all weights. I think it's what it is. T- at me T- lift T-dub. all weights. T dub. Cool. Terrell cool. Whites. Me lift hey, weighties. Yeah. My brother got mad at me, so shout out to Corey Buford in Glasgow, Kentucky. He got mad because I didn't shout him out on the last episode. Hey, what does high speed mean? It's like an army term. Um, oh, okay. I was uh, like, yeah, all right, you, I get it. You've got bandwidth. You've got like high bandwidth. <laughs> here I'm sitting here thinking like, did he just get cable internet or He's something? He's got DSL. Like, 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 like if a soldier's high speed, that means like they're, you know, top notch. Oh. You know, PG test, you know. Okay. Accuracy with the okay. rifle, all kinds of like. I'm such an idiot because yeah, I was dad, just you know, like. I was army guy, so. Oh, I was Anyway, like, shout out Corey <laughs> Buford um, and his family. If y'all's house caught on fire in Glasgow, he probably saved you. Oh, yeah. Or if you're like a 600-pound motherfucker trying to get out of your bathtub, he probably saved you, you too, right? You might have did that, too. Yeah. Might have, might have. doesn't uh, sound as cool, though. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound as cool. Uh, let me give a shameless shout-out to Tyler Young at Grade 8 Performance. That's the homie. Yeah, yep. the homie's doing it up big. I the think. kettlebells that are rad. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, they've got actual pictures of him on them now. <laughs> <laughs> just him, like, grimacing the whole yeah. time. See, he's just swinging his own head around. If you, if you swing it hard enough, he'll say something racist to you. So. <laughs> Like, Rhodesia was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, oh shit! Oh god! Oh, he's not gonna be happy. No, he's that. not. He's uh, not gonna. Shout be out happy. to Ryan Hines. Yes, yes, it, right. uh, CEO Oxology Lab. Yeah, I just I, I went ahead and uh, re-upped on uh, some more uh, Compound One. Yep, I had yep. run out of that. I went to uh, Fuel Nutrition and picked that up. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went in with what I thought was exact change, but I was a dollar off. And uh, Homeboy was like, I was going to go out to the car and just grab the change. And he was like, no, just go ahead and Really? Just go ahead and keep it, yeah. So they keep it real like that over yeah, there. They ain't man. sweating the small it's, stuff. It's little you just go in like there that. and show them love and spend a little money, yes, and they got yes. you. That's what they up. in there like being swole that. and cooking up good food. Yeah, it's lightweight hilarious to see them come out and so lovingly hand you some food. Yes, dude. when it's like I could just snap you in yes. half. Yes, they were swole like that. Huh. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah, yeah. Both, both they open today. Yeah, 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 I think they close at eight or oh, something okay. like that. But yeah, both Josh and, and Katie are like awesome. And like it, you're right, like they're they're both jacked, but they so ever so lovingly 
bring this food. And you know and that your food was on. made with love. Yeah, they, the, it, even the presentation. Like, yeah. The, the no, your like, food was made with love. And they can still kill you if you if like if you yeah, step out of line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you talk I can disembowel you with my hands. Yeah, straight but up. Here's some some turkey. <laughs> yeah. Shameless shout out to floral pants. For yes, shameless shout out. And and a shameless fuck you to people who think that they suck. Yeah, if you yeah. got a wagon, you choose some floral pants. Yeah, all okay, floral, okay. All floral everything this yes. year. We're going straight floral. This I might year. do that. Yeah, I might do that. I'm winning, bro. Yeah. Hey, let's kill it with the floral yeah. this year. I'll Don't wear shorts to weddings. Huh? Oh wait, wait, wait. Listen. I'm comfortable. I love he it. I had a blast. A, I told you he get it. Remember when I told you sp- he played the Nigerian thing all the way up? He's like, no, no, I get it. You know, I can yeah. do this. this I said yeah. if he had all some open toed like strapped sandals, I'd have yeah. been so mad at you. No, no. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I will be comfortable. That's what it. That's he what said, it means. I will be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> when, when you when you I guess I like to think that I have control of my life and all that kind of stuff. Like I can go into a place and be like, ah, oh, I'm here like this. <laughs> Like I'm here to enjoy, just like and you guys love, are. Love I mean, me or ask me to leave. What are huh? clothes, anyways? Huh? Yeah, uh, but they were they were some nice polo shorts. Though. CJ I was even making lie. fun earlier. Those. He was like, "Yeah, Kalu just walk in and throw some dried out fish on the table and be like, yes! <laughs> 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 Don't be day. It, it might man, happen. I some, man. I huh? It's good. It's good. I want to give a shout to Bartley Weaver. Um, uh, I re-upped on uh, some more a new plan because I told him that I want to get into uh, cycling shape, and so I want to get into mountain biking because CJ's here and I'm mountain biking. <laughs> I'm mountain my mountain my mountain biking, <laughs> and so um, he yeah bicycle bicycle. bicycle. <laughs> 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 but uh, he he did create a thing uh, that'll help me be better with like mountain biking and and uh, getting into better shape for that kind of stuff and building more endurance. And now I. Ugh, I have to do cardio. You know, I do that every day now, and uh, I really hate it. But uh, I know it's going to help out in the long run, especially when I'm out there on the trails getting sweet jumps. Uh, but um, how many mountains have you actually biked on? Uh, how much gnar? So much gnar, <laughs> but uh, no mountains. Go to a real mountain, man. huh? Come on, just go to a real mountain. Hey, man. Hey, you got to. You got to. What is it? Walk before look, you can run. Look, I'm going on decent trails right now, you know and then sad I'll go I'd be if his big ass just. Rolled off a mountain. Hey, let me tell you something. I fell. I fell yesterday. It was yesterday. You're too yeah. big to be falling. You, Bro. you worrying me. Now I, I took. I'm gonna turn. call your mama and we are gonna talk. No, there was one part of the trail where I was like, I'm gonna try it this way. I'd be I like, did our that. baby is hurting himself. Bro, I took a hard spill. Listen, mm. I fell so fucking hard on my bike, and I'm such a big dude. That my handlebar got stuck into the... I had to pull my handlebar out of the ground because my big ass fell with so much force. You're trying to get When you fell, did you go... I was like... (laughs) I I did that one cry when you're a kid. Like when you get the wind knocked out of here and you go... (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) You can't talk. No, I, was I didn't Brandon with you? No, no, I was by myself. But like, oh, it, and when died, you get yeah. well, when you get older, and you'd you have fall, died anyway because Brandon ain't strong enough to. No, carry he's not you. strong enough. No, but when you when you fall down or some shit like that, when you're older, like that shit hurts you for. Like I got up really quick and continued riding, and then I got home and I was and it was actually after Brandon's wedding. I was like, oh, my knee hurts real fucking bad. <laughs> this doesn't feel good, and it's been giving me pain all day. But it'll be fine, you know what I mean? You're but too uh, big to be falling down. You no, I, doing that. I'm just now. I'm going to replace these bitches you, at 45. When, <laughs> when I put you in that home and you keep on falling, I'm gonna be so sad. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're just gonna have to take me out back and put me down. Craig, come home, Mama fell. <laughs> <laughs> when they say Kalu fell, I'll be like, oh. Kalu fell. <laughs> God damn it. That gonna make me sad. Anyway, um, uh, that's all I've got as far as the shout-outs. I do want to give uh, one other special shout-out to uh, the, 
the in these streets podcast like i'm telling you these guys have been growing so quickly and uh to see the chemistry and the way that they communicate with you shut up <laughs> which see, streets are they in huh which the, whatever are ones are in Texas and Dallas, oh, but uh, oh, all right, I fucks with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God, yeah, the Cowboys <laughs> fan here. But uh, uh, to see them grow and to see the chemistry and all that kind of stuff, it's really cool. Especially just how far that we've come in our podcast, and it's cool being able to see other podcasts just get started and then them be able to do what they do. They're they're doing all the things right, staying engaged with people, and so I'm a big fan of all that kind of stuff. So if you guys like listening to that kind of stuff, go to at In These Streets and uh, listen to their podcast. It's uh, I think it's probably... it's. It feels like it's geared more towards women and stuff like that, but they talk about everything. You know, I have I've had a fine time listening to it and stuff like that, but I listen to podcasts all the time, so I'll listen to just about anything. But uh, um, shout out to them. Uh, let me try and think of anyone else. Uh, shout out to the Michigan State Spartans. It was halftime last time I checked, and we were beating Duke. So uh, if right. we if we beat Duke, uh, Kentucky, you're welcome. Uh, but. Uh, Hopefully that happens. I'll be very excited. So, yeah. But uh, that is all that we've got. I appreciate uh, you guys. Shout out to uh, uh, E.O. Myers for being ugly. That's okay. all I got to hey, say. I love you, baby. Even if you're ugly. Do we all we forgot? Brandon in the background. Shout out to his ass. Well, I mean, like, yeah. let's end it with, you know, like, very happy yeah. that he's, you know, married now. So uh, yeah, be safe. I couldn't do a cruise, bro. He said to say, to say goodbye <laughs> to yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, congratulations to you, man. So, so happy. Yeah, Wish on, you guys on all ben, the... On bended knee, baby. On bended knee. All the, all the luck, all the good thoughts and good vibes and shit like that in the world. You guys are going to have a great time. Wasn't that a level and, uh, on uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game? Which one? Yeah, it was. It I, was. You're just saying that. You don't know, do you? And no, I guarantee it was out. the one. Yeah, it was. It was on the Super Nintendo. Uh, oh, was it when they traveled back in time? Yeah, yeah Turtles yeah. in Time. Oh, shit, I remember that too. Jesus yeah. Christ. That was a battle of wounded knee. Yeah, yeah and you yeah, had to fight like a buffalo dude, didn't you? Yeah, I thought it was bended knee. That's why I brought that up. Sorry. No, no, no it was an alligator. It was yeah, like an alligator. alligator. Yeah. All right, I've had enough, guys. We are done, and we are out. Peace. See you guys.